it's yeah, like so. it's like that quote i don't know did Wally? did you mention that quote in one podcast or maybe i heard it somewhere else it's the patient doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care Jeez. Ooh, oh that that's a highlight right there that's <laughs> that what i did not mean. okay just to preference that's this what going on the to preference I'm gonna just say this right I, that now. is not I, my quote i oh, heard it in a podcast and i and i remember i paused that podcast went back and i was like what did they Ooh. say and i listened to it like three times i'm like oh my gosh that Yo, was that hit i'm not that was lie. just <laughs> so it's not my quote, it. but okay I'll, I'll just leave i'm gonna go to this <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of the PT3 Podcast. I'm here with Prab and Waleed. What's up guys? Got it. How you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. We're good, man. Oh, we finally good, got man. that introduction. We took three tries. It was, but a, it was a third try. Th- I don't third, think third it was time the charm. perfect. Third time the charm. I still forgot my name for a second. I had, but <laughs> I had the lucky charms in front of me. Uh, oh, oh no, actually, okay no. you cancel cancel the rest of the episode please it's, we're done we're done we're done that's it okay so <laughs> this episode is a little more loose in terms of the structure so usually when we hop on these things we have a very rigid plan or a guest or a very specific topic we talk about but this time i don't know like we just wanted to catch up with each other and tell you guys a little bit about our clinical placements that are going on because it's been it's been really interesting <laughs> i don't know about totally. you guys but it's been a it has it's been a trip it has oh, yeah. been yeah no for sure a trip so yeah this time we're just going to be kind of going back and forth about you know where we were where, where we did our first placement which just ended last week and some of the things we we learned from that so Let's just get started. So yeah. I'll start it off with where I was placed. So yeah. my first clinical internship was at an outpatient uh, MSK physio clinic called Sporting Edge Physiotherapy. Uh, it's based in Woodbridge. Um, really good place, really friendly team. Everyone is super helpful, super uh, eager to teach. And, you know, everyone is really knowledgeable, too very busy place though so it was a big learning curve like as soon as i walked in people were running around and i had to kind of figure out and take charge of my own learning like from the very beginning right so there was no like i mean there was an orientation but it was more i just got in and got my hands dirty right away so that's where i was placed and we'll get more into you know what i learned and stuff later but yeah what if you guys want to share where you were at all right, okay, take, I'll, take I'll, it away. Take it away. Oh, okay. Ooh. Thanks, Michael. I'll introduce um, the placement that I was at. So I was at um, Trillium at the Mississauga location. I was on the neurosurgery unit. And it was a very um, interesting uh, experience. I think it was... I Did I mention it? I, I don't think I mentioned it. I think it's. Um, it was an acute inpatient setting. So essentially, the patients that we were seeing were patients that presented with any kind of like... I guess brain tumors or any brain injuries, essentially, and uh, we would look after them for a couple of days and try to plan their discharge. And that's about Ooh. it. I'll I'll do a like a little side shuffle to uh, our boy Michael. Let's go, Mikey. <laughs> All right, thanks, Walid. Uh, so I was at Toronto Rehab. I was at the University Center site. Um, so pretty close to our school. The setting that I was in was in inpatient rehab. It was the neurocognitive floor. Um, so it was pretty interesting. Um, I guess you can say kind of 
not the typical neuro um, population away. Um, on the floor, it was also like an acquired brain injury floor. So there was a lot of cognitive impairments versus like physical impairments. So our floor had all the neurocognitive patients. The floor above us was neurophysical. So they had more of the, the physical impairment patients. And then there was stroke on the ninth right below us. Um, I also had two CIs. So I had a CI in the morning. And then I had a CI that transitioned to the afternoon, which I can talk a little bit more about further than to podcast. But yeah, very, very interesting. Learned a lot, especially soft skills, which was great. Um, mm. But yeah, we're going to get into the first kind of question here and we can throw it over to Prab. Um, so based off your experience on your placement, what was the biggest challenge for you? Yeah, so... Um because mine was like a private practice which is pretty much your typical physio clinic right where you have a lot of patients coming in for you know different different uh, treatments and they're kind of seeing more than you would see in the hospital the biggest challenge for me i guess was um well first of all the pace right like right away it was um the way you're seeing patients the way you're having to manage your time you have to really uh, stick to your schedule and you have to make sure that you know you're getting through everything important that you need to with a patient and since that was my first internship it was hard for me at first to kind of um get my my hands on when everyone else is so busy you know what i mean like my supervisors mm -hmm. were super busy and like they're not going to have time to go through every little thing with me. So I have to take, like I was saying before, take charge of my learning and say, okay, here are the things that I want to get out of this placement and learn. And I have to make sure that when I get the opportunities to practice that, I'm more vocal about, okay, can I try this with the patient the next time they come in? Or, oh, I see that there's a patient coming in in a few hours and he's like a plantar fasciitis. So can I try um going through their exercises and make an exercise plan for them like people like nobody told me <clears throat> what i need to do at, like at all to be honest like, it was very like in the first week i was kind of just observing but nobody told me <clears throat> oh this is what we want you to do oh do you want to try this like it was almost all something that i was doing so i found that pretty challenging but it's also it's good because it forces you to kind of really think about what your weak points are and what you don't know much about and it also gets you more uh it increases your confidence right like now you're more um you're more of a i guess you're taking more risks and um trying to you know really try new things when people aren't necessarily babying you through the process so i thought that was my biggest challenge and yeah that's a good one that's I like that. Like, That's I feel like I had a little bit of that in my internship as well. Mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, you learn from all those those lessons and everything like that going forward. And I'm sure you're implementing them. And we're all on placement, actually, on our second placement now as well for another five weeks. Um, so, Waleed, how about you? The biggest challenge for me um, mm -hmm. during my placement? Uh, it's, okay, so, I mean, the biggest challenge, I guess, for me would be like, since it was like an acute neural placement, like, I remember the first day I saw like a patient and I don't want to like disclose anything about them because of confidentiality mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but when I saw this first patient, they were basically at like level zero of like consciousness. So like this is the first patient I've seen 
and this is my first placement and seeing something like that and being like on the care team to make sure that this person is going to go through some rehab with my care was kind of hard to like grasp if that makes sense um i was a little shell-shocked almost because he had mm-hmm. like all these lines and tubes and then this is a person that's yeah. like you know not responding at all so i think becoming like comfortable with that aspect and being comfortable with the fact that you are equipped to take care of a patient population like this was definitely a learning curve for me but i guess like through like seeing like that was my first patient but like seeing like six seven patients in that day allowed me to get more comfortable with that and then with that my confidence started building um but um yeah that's That's good man that's really good um yeah like building on top of that um during your placement and some of the things that you've learned i'm sure you're also taking them into you know what you're doing now and you know things are scary like it's it's like I guess scary is not a good word, but like they can be intimidating, especially on like your first oh, day. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And you know what I mean? Dude, like you see, you go into the, was, you know, you go into a room and like you, you see all the lines and you're like, oh my gosh, and you're trying to like man, remember what they all Joel, are and what you can move. Like it's, it's, it's tough. That's yeah. Weird, man. When we, when we practice it in school and we had like the, like those patients that were kind of hooked up to like one IV or whatever, we're like, oh yeah, like we could, ju- we could just move that mm-hmm. around because we were so like, they told they kind of drilled it into us to be mindful of those things but when you see a patient with like four or five different things coming mm-hmm. up from all sorts of holes and different places and everything you're just like you're like what's going on Whoa. Like, yeah you're not this is no longer like an artificial setting this is a real person that you're dealing with and any yeah, kind of yeah. movement could like tweak those little things and it's going to bother them like it's going to hurt them that's how you're thinking yeah. like as a student i guess but it's very <laughs> Very, very interesting. What's What's really cool though is it's we all have very different experiences here. Like Prab with your outpatient, um, we'll lead with your acute neuro, and then I had a re, a rehab neuro, so a little bit similar, but it was more focused. You're, you're on like the next step. Components. You're like the like, next step. Like like if if patients don't are not ready yeah. to go home, I mm-hmm. would be like, okay, the discharge planning needs to be like they need to go to rehab, and that's exactly. where I think you kind of come in. So it's it's very very interesting. Yeah, and, like, I would see patients, like, it was inpatient rehab, so I would see them for, you know, I got there and patients were already there, so I saw them when they got discharged, and then I only saw about two patients from when they got there, like, I did the initial assessment, you know, I saw them for the, you know, like, three, four weeks, and then right as I was finishing my placement, I was able to um, do the discharge with them, so I saw about two patients, and then the rest pretty much came halfway through my placement, they were still there, so... Some patients were there for, a, they could be there for a while, right? Some patients were there for maybe like a month or something like that. It all, it all depends on the setting too. Um, like I know if it's a MSK rehab, they might only be there for maybe like a week if it was like a hip replacement or something like that. Um, whereas in mine, right, there was more of the cognitive component. So when I mean cognitive, there was more memory, um, recall, um, attention that type of stuff there was more impairments around those um aspects rather than the physical so the patients that i was seeing they were pretty high functioning so i had to come up with some pretty like high level balance exercise for some of them some of them i was learning stuff like i was learning some yoga um so like some of my patients were really good with like their exercise and everything like that which was phenomenal and i was really challenged um coming up with some good exercises for them that were like fun and engaging. So that was something that was, was challenging for me. And I constantly like 
was getting feedback from my CIs, being like, you know, what do you think about this? Or talking to the patients, being like, did you like that exercise? Did you not like that exercise? Was it challenging enough? Was it not challenging enough? So that's something that I really had to sort of develop over the course of the five weeks was kind of work around the exercise that I was giving, but also there was some cognitive stuff that I had to pay attention to. And I did find it challenging for me to understand, like I, we didn't learn that much about cognitive impairment um, mm. in school. So I found it yeah. challenging to understand and sort of wrap my head around was like, is this their baseline? Like sometimes you would know, but sometimes you wouldn't. Or is it like, is it is this their baseline? Is this just their personality or is there something else going on here? That was like a, like, that was a question I That's, asked constantly, yeah. right? That like, was a big thing you know for what? me too, yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the, to me, like the, the person that would know them the best would be like family or friends, right? They would tell you right away, like, yeah, so-and-so, this is not their, like, their, their typical, right? Like something, something's going on here. But like when they come in to see you, you really don't know until you do like some, some tests, right? And, you know, as physical therapists, like we didn't really do those tests. So I was relying on like asking other healthcare professionals, like, hey, like, what did you find here? How was recall? This type of thing. So, and, and, yeah. and just oh, to add yeah. to that, like the, the brain is like, like you, you were in like neurocognitive so i imagine that you would have patients that had like brain injuries also mm-hmm. what you realize then is that like if there's any kind of like injury or pathology that's related to the brain the brain is super sensitive to all those things that we learned about like specific areas that do certain things yeah. like the frontal region is like controlling like some of the personality some of the motor stuff but the parietal lobe is you know taking care of the perceptual stuff like like when you start seeing differences you're so confused as to whether or not like this is because of the injury mm-hmm. or is this how they were before? Because sometimes yeah. like the patients put up this thing where they're like, oh, like, no, this is how I am. This is normal. And they're not aware of the deficit. So you, you just don't know what to trust. At that and point. that happened a lot. Honestly, that happened a lot. Like they would think there was nothing wrong and it's hard to tell like what's the truth. And sometimes mm-hmm. some patients had delirium and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, there was so many different factors and I found it so, so, so interesting. So the one big thing about my placement is I didn't learn a lot of hands-on skills, um, which is totally fine. I didn't learn a lot of hands-on skills, but I learned a ton of oh. like soft skills and how to mm-hmm. like speak to patients, to try to understand them, to ask them questions. Um, to sort of facilitate treatment that way rather than mm, we're just going to yeah. focus on these exercises and that's it. Like, let's just do these ones. And like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 Like, I really like what you said about the soft skills because like, I think when we go into placement, we go in with the mindset of, oh, I'm going to learn how to, I don't know, do this assessment or I'm going to learn how to do this manual therapy skill or something like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even learning how to deal with the cognitive and like social aspect of patients is so important and i I obviously wasn't in a hospital like you guys right but even with us with people that generally didn't have a lot of cognitive deficits i still had to think a lot and that's actually like going into the next thing we were going to talk about anyways the biggest lesson learned for me that was a big lesson learned that uh the soft skills such as communication being able to uh show that you're actually concerned about their goals not just oh i want to give you these like these ex- same exercise to everyone like actually showing them that you're on their side you're trying to you know help them get back to their specific goals um giving them certain treatments like manual therapy even when you know the exercises are going to be what's mainly helping them so that there's buy-in so that they actually do their exercises you know things like that a hundred percent yeah like that was my biggest lesson that not everything is just just because something is technically the right or like a, a good way to go you have to also do certain things 
just to uh, increase the like the social and psychological aspect of care. Yeah, One example, they, right, is yeah. like in in school we learned about modalities, right? And I right after I learned it, my first uh, like what I wanted to do with modalities was I just I didn't see as big of a point. Like I said, it's mostly going to be the exercises that helps them anyways, right? So why even give this? But then when you see patients actually come into clinic, they actually really like the modalities. They feel like Mm -hmm. if they got a massage or they got like those modalities applied to them, that we actually cared enough to put that on them. And it increases their compliance with their home exercise program. They want to come in more. And in the end, that's better for their care, right? So all these like small things, like, are so important to consider besides just like oh what's the diagnosis what are you supposed to do yeah. to help the tendon heal you know things like that yeah like, and that's a big thing i think yeah. i think you just mentioned a huge thing there because you had to kind of unlearn the fact that you don't see the effectiveness of modalities mm. and kind of focus your attention on what the patient is saying because at the end of the day i think at like a clinic that's an outpatient clinic patient retention is a huge thing and I think that's what like one of our guests exactly. was speaking about too. Exactly. Uh, when Gavin was on the mm-hmm. episode, he was saying patient retention is a huge thing, and the way that you cater to your patients' needs is a it's a huge part of how the business works. Yes. And yeah. you know, hundred percent, I agree totally with both of you. And going back to it, like just the soft skills and stuff, it's not like we don't learn that in school, right? Like they're mm-hmm. great at teaching us like all yeah. the hands-on stuff, like yeah. oh, this is how you do this, this is how you do the manual muscle test for this this. Um, this muscle, right? This is how you, you do like the, the Berg or whatever in the neuro unit. Carter, this is how you do percussions and, and vibes, right? Like they're so oh good God. at teaching you all that. You guys will be like everyone, in, you'll be so good at that stuff. You just keep practicing and you'll get the practice on your placement as well. But the thing that's more challenging to learn in class is the soft skills. And that's something that, you know, you'll learn on placement after having interactions with patients and your yeah. CIs and watching your CIs and listening to what they're saying and and understanding how they interact and that's where you're going to learn those soft skills because you, you can't you can't teach those skills that's going to come from experience um and having good mentors with you mm. exactly and that's one thing that that happened on the placement is like we haven't even done our advanced msk right but i was there mm. and you know patients like talking to me because i was making an attempt to actually understand why they're there like what they do outside of this okay. you know like Get i was it, man. trying to your talk to them are like elite man oh, what'd you say okay. they loved you they loved you yeah, I'm no, saying like, like your soft skills are elite eh? it's not even the fact that it's like soft skills <laughs> it's just that i wasn't just there trying to get through like the exercises like i actually mm-hmm. cared enough you to cared, talk you to cared. Them. that's yeah. what it's about it's that's not huge, like a skill man. that's huge and even like like the other people too that i was working with they were talking about how that was something they had to learn too while they were while they first came out because what school drills into you it is like the theory and like the anatomy and all this like all this stuff right and the hand like the hands on exactly the hands on um and they they come out thinking that that's what they're gonna have to do like a lot but mostly like what keeps patients coming in is do i even like coming in here right Mm. like do i like the person i'm interacting do i like the person who yeah exactly build a connection with them yeah it's yeah, like so. it's like that quote. I don't know. Did Wally? Did you mention that quote in one podcast, or maybe I heard it somewhere else? It's the patient doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Jeez. Ooh, oh, that that's a perfect. highlight right there. That's <laughs> that what I did not. Mean. Okay, just a preference. That's what on the gram. To preference, I'm just say this right I, that now. is not I, my quote. Oh, I heard it in a podcast, and I and I remember I paused that podcast, went back, and I was like, 
what did they Ooh. say? And I listened to it like three times. I'm like, oh my gosh, that Yo, was that hit. I'm not that was lie. just. <laughs> Oh, See, it's not my goal, but okay, I'll, I'll just leave. I'm gonna go get some the episode. <laughs> they don't care how much you know we get, until they know how much you care. Much you care. Yeah. Was that oh, the grab? That might have been SSM. That might have said that. <laughs> I don't, I'm not maybe. even like, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, we gotta we gotta find it out. We can put it in the bio whose uh, whose quote that was. But oh, you uh, dropped it. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that was good because I listened to it. I heard it in a podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, that like hit home. So for any listeners out there, that's something that beautiful. You know. It's been in the back of my mind, and it's kind of stuck with me too. And I feel like that was really applicable to what we were talking about. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. What were the biggest lessons you learned? So I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, um, go for it. The biggest lesson for me was um, the uh, the skill of um, self evaluating. I think mm-hmm. that was like a huge thing for me um, yeah. because when when you're at the placement, and I think I just. Uh, like when we were talking to Anthony also I think he mentioned something about uncertainty and your level of competence and your level of confusion when you're dealing with patients like it it might not all be there for you you might not know all the answers right like for me Mm -hmm. being a student for the first time in my first placement there were just things that I just didn't know right so naturally when those moments came up while I was dealing with a patient like I got inside my head quite Mm -hmm. a bit and then I'd be like, then I would start, then you start seeing like everything kind of being affected. Like my, my confidence in terms of how I'm engaging with them, uh, like in that soft skill aspect was kind of lacking then. And then the, the whole, the whole assessment ends. And then if I don't have the ability to self-evaluate and understand what's going on and just telling myself like, it's okay, it's fine. Like it's your first time then I kind of carry that same energy that I had in the middle of the assessment throughout the day, right? Yeah. So my, my CI was amazing in the sense that she would constantly, like, right after the assessment would end or the treatment would end, like, she would ask me uh, to facilitate that evaluation. She would say, like, how would how did you feel about it? First, she would point out the good things, and then she would tell me, like, what what went wrong. And for me, what I would do mm-hmm. is I would actually write the stuff down like why like what happened that was wrong and then why i think it went wrong and most of the time it was just a level of like a feeling sort of incompetent and not knowing the answer in that moment which is which is expected which is expected not only for us but like for new like professionals in our field so like coming to that realization was a huge thing for me because now i know that my confidence will never waver even if i don't know the answer right away yeah i love that man like self self self-reflection it's so it's so important and like i had moments where where i was with patients and i'm like oh my gosh like what do i do here i don't know this right and just recognizing that those moments happen and just being like honest you know sometimes it's just you you tell the patient like i don't know like i don't know the answer to this or you just go Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna ask my ci right like these are i guess some tips as well like you go talk to your ci and be like hey i didn't know what to do here like what should i like what, what's like what's a good answer to this right uh, so yeah. just having that think, confidence yeah. to go and like do that type of thing and and not think you know everything because honestly you don't like on your first placement there's so much to learn and just mm-hmm. having that confidence to go and like i you know tell the patient i don't know or go talk to your ci is just it's huge right you know what it is though right like it's like it's because we 
because we've studied for a whole year and we're like 50% done mm -hmm. our like professional studies in this field, you feel like you should know more. That's all it is. It's not yeah. so much like, yeah. like, yeah. oh, like I need to know, like I know all the answers. It's more so like I should know it. Why don't I know it? And yeah. as soon as that question comes into your head, that kind of like messes with you a bit. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's, that's kind of what I was referring to. Uh, like, yeah, definitely a big lesson though. Yeah. But like the thing about that is that I remember even in the first month of school, somebody came in and he was talking to us. He, I think it was for orientation or something. And he was talking mm -hmm. to us about how he just graduated three years ago. And he mm -hmm. said, he was honest about it. He said, I learned most of what I do now after I graduated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly, I think what school mm -hmm. mostly does is it gives you a base like a base level of confidence and a base level of ability to say, okay, um, yeah, I know this information and I can build my clinical reasoning skills off of this. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like, I don't think you are going to be 100% confident until you start seeing like patients by yourself and you're kind of tossed in there, which is why I think placements are so good, right? Like why I think they're necessary. And it's going to be even more... Um, intensive and we're going to be even more involved when we're not on placement when we're actually working right that's something mm -hmm. that i talked about a lot with with my coworkers. was that mm -hmm. you know like you learn a lot when you get out for sure for sure because yeah. like knowing yeah, one knowing is one thing but applying is totally different totally and different. that's good to know that yeah. is a really important yeah. message because yeah. like i remember i asked prab a question too when when we finished our first year i was like prab do you feel at this point that you are 50 percent ready to be a physio <laughs> And it was just silent in the car. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. LOL. Oh, no. Not even close. It, they always say it's a, it's a lifelong journey. You're going to learn oh, oh my stuff God. from everywhere. Was that too, too much? Okay. Oh my Sorry, God. I was looking up at the clouds oh there and I just... Oh, good oh. Lord, man. End this episode. Jeez. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> too much. It was too much. Uh, but but you're but, right. Though. You're right. Though. We need yeah, we need a moment of silence. We know we yeah. needed somebody to say it. It wasn't going to be me, but somebody had to say that too. <laughs> it's it's just yeah. You get a little bit from everything. We're gonna learn all the hands-on skills at school, but you know it's what you learn on placement and all those other skills that kind of. You, know, you know what's interesting you, uh, about the hands-on? Like Apparently, yeah. you learn a lot of it after school, especially yes, I can um, see that. after U of T. Apparently, like. Uh, Queens and Western are more focused on orthopedics, so they learn a lot. But I, mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to learn everything until we're graduated. Because somebody yes. like who works at that clinic, I'm not gonna say his name, just because I don't know if he wants to be mentioned mm -hmm. on the podcast. But he was saying that he didn't learn a lot of it until he was, you know, like out. Not because like um, UFC doesn't teach that necessarily, but just because for the actual amount of orthopedics and manual therapy knowledge that you should know in private practice, you have to take courses after, right? That just makes 100%. sense. 100%. So, yeah, that I could see. Yeah, so that for sure, see. like even like, I think that's why we think we should know even more, but we forget that even when you're out, you're still studying, you know what I mean? Like you're still trying to yeah. take these courses and increase your, you know, like skill repertoire and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. it's never really done, like, and, what, like what Michael was saying. Yeah, and, and like to follow up with that, like I know the school is like transitioning and with their curriculum to a more like less like less not less practice with hands-on but there's more of a focus of your patient interaction and yeah. you having those competencies right like 
they're trying to build the soft skills in school more now than I think they were in the past, which is, mm-hmm. which is great because like you said, you will get those hands-on skill, like that hands-on skill experience and placement. And it'll also consolidate, right. All the soft skills that you've been, you know, learning in class and like kind of going through with your friends and during scenarios, you'll really get to put those in when you're on placement. And again, you'll learn a lot of that from like what, I did. I learned a lot of it from my CIs. And that's really one of the big lessons I learned was I had two CIs and they were both phenomenal. Like I, they were awesome. They were great. And I learned they were, they were totally, they were different though, but not in a bad way. They were different in good ways. They, they sort of, my first CI, she was more, I didn't learn as much like hands-on skills from her, but I learned a lot of how to interact with patients and mm. they came with a lot of concerns, right? Like people come to you, like they want this, there's concerns about this. She was really good at like de-escalating things, telling the patient that like she understood and then coming up with like a really good solution to the problem. And I would just like stand there in like awe and I was like, oh my gosh, like that was amazing. Like I want to be able to do that, you know? So I practiced that yeah, going forward yeah. and, I, and I tried. And that's not in a textbook even. either. That's the no, thing. and I like, exactly these are the like these are the skills that I told you you'll, you'll learn from your CIs and your mentors because it's not something that you can just like learn or read in a textbook. I was like, oh my gosh! So every day I try to do that in in my current placement now. So it's I'm in an acute setting, so we don't see patients for as long. But I really try to still implement that like empathetic side, that understanding side with my patients. And then my CI in the in the uh, my second CI, it was more she was phenomenal in that way too but it was more she gave me a lot of like autonomy as well um more like she'd go through like the berg with me and some more hands-on skills so it really like they really worked well with each other so two like two cis because i kind of had a sort of a there wasn't that many places i don't think where you had two cis it was great because you can see two different perspectives um and i I would highly recommend it but you sometimes they could be two different things so you got to make sure like you know, oh, this CI, you've done this with this CI, this is what this CI wants. And then the other CI, like, oh, I learned this from them. So you kind of got to keep tabs on that. But I really got to see two different perspectives, which was awesome. And I learned so much from both of them. And I'm, I'm very yeah. grateful for that experience. Yeah, it's really good, good to have multiple people that are kind of mentoring you. And um, mm-hmm. that was one thing that was really good about my placement. And I think like, I think what leads to uh, because he was in an acute setting, you get to see so many different professionals working together, yeah. right? And you see that how was, that every- was, yeah, that was, so good that yeah was the best yeah. part about it i think yeah like you see so how everyone kind of thinks in a slightly different way and then when you put it together you know that just ends up being better for the patient right because we just we all have our own strengths and stuff right so because yeah, you yeah you're not just thinking from like a pt lens anymore you're also kind of absorbing um different perspectives and try yeah. to now approach with a more holistic way like you have that, more yeah. answers and you know who to delegate to if that you was know an answer. yeah 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 that was a huge thing also like just to add one other thing like in terms of the healthcare professionals like all of them like you know you got ot you got pta ota slp you got your nurse everybody right just like 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 what he said everyone has different perspectives and everyone has like a take on the patient's like circle of care like you're all part of a team and you're trying to help a patient and it's so it was so helpful to like really like go outside of like, I guess the bubble, like, you know, you do with your CIs, right? You know, you're all, you're all PTs and you're like, try to go outside of that and start talking to OT. Like, Oh, how did this session go with this patient? Oh, I saw this by the way, like 
this is what we did this morning. I just wanted to follow up with you. Or like you go to the PTA and be like, hey, we did these exercises. You want to try these ones today? Like that was like a huge thing for me where it was like a really like a team approach and not just like, yeah, I'm just going to focus on the PT stuff. You know, it was like, oh, what did you do? This is what we did. Let's talk about this. You know? Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah, man. Oh my God. We have one last question. Yeah. What's our, yeah. We have one last question. And I think, Whoever's listening is going to be very excited for this question. So the question is tips for students or advice for students that are going to be going on placement soon and how to get the most out of your placement experience. So kick kick it off. I would say the most important thing is just don't be afraid to do things that you feel are slightly out of your Uh, skill level at this point in your education so what i mean by that is uh, like in my first week i was a little nervous because my first week of placement and because of that i was i think it's natural to do a lot of observing anyways just to kind of get a feel for you know the setting you're at um, and what you're going to be um, what your learning objectives are going to be and how you're going to get the most out of the placement right but I think when your CI gives you an opportunity to do something new or to try something that you've never like done before, I think it's really good to, to not be scared while you're doing that and just go straight into it. And, you know, mm. if it goes bad, if whatever happens, like it happens, right? But the, even even when you kind of mess up, you're going to learn way more than if you just watch. Stand there. Yeah. yeah, if you just stand there. And it's so easy to just kind of stand there, especially mm-hmm. like I realized that in the first week when everyone's running around and so it's easy to just kind of like take the back seat and just let them do everything but you have to be i think you should be vocal about what you want to learn what you want to get out of it be vocal about what you want to try and really don't be scared when you're given opportunities that you think oh maybe like maybe i don't feel super comfortable with this like just just go for it man because like yeah you're, you're gonna you're gonna learn you have like a year left so you're obviously going to learn it, but if you can try it out now and know your tendencies and your uh, areas Learning of improvement. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like if you know that going in, especially going into your next year where you learn your advanced skills, you're going to be way better. And that's what I think that first placement did for me. Like I was super nervous at the start, but as soon as I started like taking more charge of what I want to get out of it, I, I definitely felt it was a better learning experience for me. So that's that's yeah. some advice I would give, for sure. Like, that was don't beautiful. be scared. Yeah, beautiful that was advice. Go, you go for it, Willie. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I have a few tips. So first tip is a first piece of advice would be to uh, carry like a book, or I wouldn't mm. recommend pulling out your phone because you know I have some bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna really get into upset. That. That's for another. That's for another. I pulled out my phone. Um, so you basically need to carry a book and a, a piece like a pencil and just write down after like your first assessment or like a like a complex assessment or something that was challenging for you to immediately take like five minutes right after it's done while it's fresh in your head to write down things that were bothering you about it or what you could do and then once you have those things like physically written down. And you have a better understanding of it i would say like talk to your ci or your supervisor there like what your struggles are and what you're experiencing and see if they can give you a piece of like 
or like almost like a path to kind of overcome that because like most likely they probably have gone through that and they understand your position better than you do because they were like a student once upon a time and now they're your supervisor so that's one tip second yeah, tip good stuff. and is and it's very very overlooked is the fact that like if you're in a setting like in in an outpatient clinic too like wherever it is try to work with as many people as possible so for me it was like I was in a hospital, like in a hospital unit, like one of the biggest regrets that I had was I didn't go to the different professions as much as I should have. Like I did see some assessments that they did on mm. their own, like with them, but I would suggest like going with them multiple times to get a better understanding of not only what their profession brings to the table and what their uh, scope of care is, but also understand the patient at a greater level. Um, which is very important in terms of when you deliver your care from your lens. I think I think it's going to be very valuable. It's a very valuable experience, honestly. And this also means to like shadow like a physiotherapy assistant or like mm -hmm. a, I think they're called OTAPTAs now. Yeah, according to the yeah, college. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, like when you when you shadow them, they if they have a lot of experience, especially like they just know that the soft skills, even like the, so certain things that they know, is just at a very high level. So you can learn a lot from them. Like, um, that's the second piece of advice. And the last piece of advice yeah. was, um, this goes for everyone. This doesn't have to be anyone that's going into placement. This could be anyone that's interested in the physiotherapy field or any kind of rehabilitation field. And that is to basically volunteer in settings that are just not private clinics only. Like volunteer yes. in hospitals, volunteer in stroke unit, neuro unit cardiovascular icu wherever you can get yourself into and work for free like you can start developing those soft skills that we're talking about like right now and you could be True. way better than us like <laughs> right now like, I'm, not, I'm not even joking you guys could be like That's ready bad. to take on like you can already start like honing your social skills right now so as soon as you get into a school where wherever it is your phys like your hands-on skills would be the easy thing that's the only thing that you need to focus on because social skills will be like second nature to you at this point that's all good stuff you know, oh was, my goodness that was really good that was amazing i love that yeah i would totally envy what you guys said and really for anyone listening like if you have the opportunity to to shout out anybody like whether it's in the building like pta ota ot like it's such a valuable experience and it might not you might not have that opportunity again like just take it and be like yes i would love to do that right because then you'll have such a kind of more holistic understanding of those other healthcare professionals as well and what they do and then your your care for your patient will be better right because you'll have a better understanding of what other healthcare professionals do yeah so i i totally agree with that i love that and you know you guys i love the tips you get you gave they were they were awesome the only, like i'll give two i'll give two quick ones here one is just put yourself out there don't don't be afraid if you're CI says, hey, do you want to lead this one? And, you know, you've listened to a few and they've led a few of them and you feel comfortable. Just say, yeah, I'll lead this one. You know what? You're going to make mistakes. Yes. And that's OK. And you're going to you're going to learn from it. And you'll be like, it happens so many times. To you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that. I forgot to ask this. Oh, my gosh, I didn't do that. And like I would write it down. Like I had a little notebook, too. I love that. I had a little notebook I kept in my pocket. I'd write them down and be like, add this in when I'm talking about the social history. Right. Like you're going to make so many mistakes, but that's okay. That's what you're going to learn. So you, but to make those mistakes, you have to put yourself out there and put yourself in uncomfortable situations because those uncomfortable situations is where you're going to learn. And then the yeah. last thing I'm going to say is just have a good time. Like these placements are only 
for us right now, they're only five weeks long. You might have a 10 week one. And at our school, we only have five placements that are like, so they're all about five or six weeks long. And then that's it, right? So have a good time, make connections with the other healthcare professionals. If there's other students on your placement, you know, have lunch with them, um, connect with your patients. That's very important. And just enjoy the time that you're a student and you're on placement. I think that's that's something that's really important and you'll look back and appreciate that. Beautiful. I love it. I like Beautiful. how we I like how the advice was not just technical. It was very it can be applied in a lot of different settings. Mm-hmm. And I like how it was really spread out in terms of cuz there's so much stuff you can get out of this, yeah. right? It's not like we yeah. we were talking about like it's not just physio skills. It's just it's people skills. There's it's so how to be a professional, much, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that was good, man. I like that yeah. one. That was good. I, I feel that like, was good. Yeah. I feel like this this podcast uh, episode was, you know, more chill, more um, kind of just us talking about what we've yeah. learned in the last few weeks because this was such a big um, step for us, right, in our education. Yeah. So I think it's important yeah. to like lead with saying reflect, self evaluate, and you know share with your your co- and talk your about colleagues. our feelings. All yeah, talk about our feelings, cry a bit, <laughs> vent a bit. And let, and let us know what you guys think, All you, like everyone listening. Yeah. You guys have oh, any yeah, feedback for, sure. for us and like, you know, you like the style where we're just talking to, you know, having a conversation and stuff like that. Let us know if you like it and we'll we'll keep going. Yeah, like since, since our last few episodes, a bunch of people have been messaging us at different points in their education about, you know, like the physio field, how to get involved, you know, how our placements are going, things like that. And we just wanted to say like we really appreciate that and like we're always yeah. you know available on dm and if you guys have any topic requests or anything too like we'd be really excited to take those on yeah love it is there anything else you guys wanted to say any closing remarks no sir i think yeah i think my that's it dry. my mouth is dry after all <laughs> yeah talking. i gotta eat I'm not gonna lie it's lunchtime <laughs> it's lunchtime folks so we're gonna get going this has been uh, the PT3 podcast. Hey. And we'll see you next time.